Hello out there, Disco Daddy here. Welcome to another edition of Disco Daddy's Wide World of Hip Hop. As you know, we've been having historic interviews with some of the movers and shakers and foundation layers of hip hop. And today we have a stellar guest. And when I mean stellar, a man who goes back to the very beginnings. Uh, we're going to hear about his life, his times, and hip hop. And uh, I'm going to ask him a couple of questions about some very pivotal moments in hip-hop rap battles and things like that. And you're going to get to know uh, hip-hop at a level uh, that is much deeper than probably any of the interviews we've had so far on this show. Uh, his name is Busy B. Starsky. And those of you who are hip-hop fans uh, know his name well. And those of you who are not hip-hop fans are just getting into hip-hop, you're going to get to know him after this show. Mr. Busy B. Starsky, are you there, sir? Yes, I am. How you doing? How you doing, my brother? Uh, I'm Everything honored, first of all. Well, let me say I'm honored to have you on my show. You're a man who I've read about, <laughs> all right, and had a lot of stories of mythic proportions about you. And uh, actually, I was at the Art of Rap tour backstage, but you were very busy, and I was uh, invited by Ice-T. This was uh, back in 15, and you were emceeing that, oh, so I okay. wanted to talk to you okay. then. Okay. So what we're going to do, we want to have you start at the very beginning, where you were born and raised, uh, and I, I just need to remind you, I tell this to all my New York guests, that, and as you know, because you've traveled, New York, you guys grow up, you've chopped all this stuff around, Raheem, Todd Williams, everybody, you guys... Creole, you all know each other's history, but when you step outside of New York, everything that you say is a revelation to a hip-hop fan. You're hearing your stories for the first time, things you may have talked about a thousand times. So uh, right. hopefully I don't seem pedantic when I ask you something you've been asked a thousand times, but here on the no, West Coast. No, 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 I don't, I don't okay. do that right. I, I don't do it. Some people haven't even heard, and I'm, I, I don't even do that. Everybody is Thank new you. when I talk, so it don't matter. Thank you. Well, I'm going to sit back, and uh, you can start from the very where you were born and uh, just get up into the point where you started getting into hip-hop, and then we'll take off from there. Busy B. Starsky, y'all, on Disco Daddy's Wide World of Hip-Hop. That's what's happening. Hey, y'all, I'm the backbone of the microphone. They call me the chief rocker, Busy B. I am the world's first solo MC of the culture hip-hop. So when I say hip-hop, you know, I'm not a DJ. I'm not a good rapper. I'm one of the best rappers, but at the end of the day, I'm an MC. So you have rappers and you have MCs. I was born in the Bronx, which we call the Boogie Down Bronx, where the hip-hop started, where peace, love, unity, and having fun all started for free. Uh, we started with the lampposts, with the DJs putting it in the lampposts for our own electricity. What year is, what years, Busy B? What years were these that you were? This is like 1977. Okay. So for me, you know, we started, and, and for me, I started, because Flash, Cool Herc, uh, uh, and Bam, they was DJs, and they already had their little systems out in certain parks and certain areas in their neighborhood and stuff like that. Right. I played with Disco King Mario, who was one of Bam Bada's friends and, and at this time, and, and he, was, he was the one that was like, right, and, and he was one mm -hmm. of the guys who had a system that was like a Cool Herc. And, and, he, and he built it up like that because that's how I started my career with Disco King Mario. Okay. I met Flash. Let, let, me, let me pause you right there. First okay. of all, some of our viewers may not know what a park jam is, and then some right. of them may not understand the difference 
in the systems that each person had that attracted their crowds. Could you just go into that before well, you continue? Exactly. Right. What was the function? Okay, Herc, Herc had a system that he named that they called the Herculoids because it was such mm. a sound from for for us being in the street that was unbelievable where you can actually hear wow. nice bass, treble, and the voices of the music as you playing it. So Mario right. also had that same type of sound. And for me, mm. he loved it the way I sounded on a microphone on his system. because And, and it was fitting because, I mean, he had a system that was yummy. We had bass highs and treble. You know, people don't understand that these days in, in, in hip-hop with the sounds. We come from the sounds that we had right. from the very beginning. We built our sounds. to the it was, wow. Now, this is before records now because nobody right. had a record. Yeah. No, nobody had a record at all. So right. we, was, we was living and rocking off sounds. Who had the nice sound where you could go down the block and still hear that sound and deep in the park. And that's when you know, yeah, they down there doing it down there. And you either have a Disco King Mario with his system and, and me on the microphone, or you have Bambata, you know, doing the same thing. Then you have Herc on the west side. See, now we had two different sides. You have the Bronx and you have the west side of the Bronx. We have the east side of the Bronx. We have the west side of the Bronx. Herc was famous and known on the west side. And when I say known and famous, he was the only DJ. And at this time, you know, it was a handful of us. It wasn't. The way it is today is so many DJs and million MCs. Back then, right. it, it was a handful. It was five of us. You had Flash, Kuhurk, mm. Herc, Bambada, Breakout, you know what I mean? And maybe okay. uh, Flowers, and, and I'm from out of Brooklyn. But it was a handful. Brooklyn. It wasn't like, you know, it wasn't a whole bunch of DJs. I mean, I oh, boy, we could go on with how many DJs there, that it is now. Okay. The the day, now, what was the park then? What was the park then? The park jams was like the high schools in the backyards of well, we had a, a junior high school called 123, and and Mario had a little hookup with the janitor. So when school mm-hmm. was out, the janitor's cleaning up the schools. We we gave the janitor a couple of dollars and let us use the center, the gym, in the nighttime, and we make sure we clean up before school start the next day, and we have a party wow. in the school, in in the wow. gym. And we'd be in the gym. And actually, when battles for DJs, that's how battles started. And see, we, we would find out who would win the battle, not by the skills, what they had on the turntables. They developed that maybe in the early, in the late 80s, 90s. But in the beginning, we had systems, like I just said, you have uh, right. ones in, in the junior high schools and high schools back in the early 80s and the 70s. You had split. You had the girls on one side to go to gym mm-hmm. and, and school, and you had the guys on one side. So now you mm-hmm. have Bambada on one side, and you might have Mario on another side, and the split of wow. the wall is split. So you have to wow. open the door to go on the other side to see the guys. Or oh, the guys that, that, long, and, and that, that long wall that they used to have in the gym right. that, that right. spread from one side. Yeah, I remember. You can separate the wall, right. Right, so if and as the people come in, you come into the first room with a DJ and cool. If he's playing enough records where you want to stay in and don't want to go in the other room, fine. But then some people, you know, to go in the back just to see who that DJ is. And then, you know, if he rocking, you stay there to around midnight. Right. Now, the spot got maybe four, 500 people in the place. But now one side of the gym can hold 300, you know, right. and one side can, can hold others. For guys, you know, the guys might have 200 guys in one gym, 200 girls on the other side. So now, did you pay to get crowd, into the other side? 
Did you pay to yeah. go from one no, side no, to another? Once you pay, no, no. Once you just paid the little two dollars or five dollars to get mm-hmm. in, period. You was mm-hmm. in. So gotcha. now, if once, if say, uh, Bam is in the back at the back door, and it's jam packed to where you can't even get people that want to get in, you can't get in. <laughs> you got to open that wall, and that can contain who locked this building. We got this side right. until we got to open your door, player. Sorry, right. you know what I'm saying? Church, turn down till we finish. So now, now, and the battle begins, and it was on like that. That's how I go down. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you see 500 people as the wall open, they rushing on over to us. I'm like, wow. Yeah, he wow. was rocking in there, man. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Rocking. So, so you weren't allied with any particular one, DJ? I mean, you may have started, but you worked with no, a couple of these guys. I started out with Mario. You're right. I started out with Mario. And then God mm-hmm. bless the dead, Mario passed away. And then, Rest uh, uh, right. And then Mean Gene was working with Flash. With when at this time it was Mean Gene, Grandmaster Flash, and three MCs. Melly Mel. What year are you talking about? What year are you talking? Seventy seventy-seven. Same year. Same 77. year. Seventy-seven. Okay. Seventy-seven. Okay. Seventy-eight. Same year. Uh, uh, um, Mario. I mean, uh, Flash had three MCs: Caprio, Melly Mel, and they brothers. They was brothers. And the Keith right. Cowboy, it was just three MCs. And and Mean Gene had a little brother named Theodore that they was, they was you know, he was a little kid, you know, and mm. I guess they was teaching him how to DJ. So mm. Flash and Mean Gene had a little falling out, which I didn't know nothing about, but Mean Gene, I seen him in the restaurant, and he said, yo, Stosky, man, won't you come and join me, man, and me and my brother, we're going to be called the L Brothers, and because I ain't going to be working wow. with Flash no more. And I got my little brother Theodore on the wheel of steel, and he's going to be right. So I, I was with Mario at this time. Now, I'm from, uh, I'm in mm-hmm. the Bronx on the east side by Boston Road, but I had to go to Bronx right. River, Soundview, in that area, because that's where I hung out with Mario and them on that side of town. Right. I didn't stay on the east side with the brothers, that, like the L Brothers Flash and them. I didn't stay on that side of town. I developed my skills on the other side of town. So by the time mm-hmm. I got over here, I was already a little known. People knew my name and who I was. But I didn't live over that side. I just hung out on that side. So I grew my clientele a little faster, you know what I'm saying? Because then one time we come over here, people knew me. And then people knew me over there. So I had like maybe 100 friends that my other friends might have had 25 of because I went on the other side of town and made 20 (laughs) friends over there and 20 more friends over there. You understand what I'm saying? So as as the music kept getting deeper and I'm rhyming to the beats because I didn't have a friend. Or I would have probably wound up being in the group. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody was uh, group. It wasn't no soul. Right. It wasn't no soul. There wasn't no one right. person on the mic. Right. So okay. I didn't okay. have a partner or a friend. So I had to go by. by my, I wanted to be down so bad. I, did, I just went on <laughs> by my own self, you know. And Mario right. said, my right. voice was so good. He said, come on, we're going to do this, man. Your voice is so vicious. We're going to make this. And he'll build his system and hear me talk on that microphone. He loved it. And, we, and then at this time, Bob, Bob James had a record, The Bells which is famous today okay. of a breakbeat, you know what I'm saying? Right. And right. I used to rock off that record, and on the system, see, again, it was the sounds, man. Them sounds, and you know, back then, if you in the dark and in the crowd and, and you hear them sounds, player, a lot of things went on. A lot of kids was born. <laughs> a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, right, a lot right. of things went on at them times, okay. you know what I mean? So, so right. Uh, it was like that. It was fun, man. It, it, we, we had a good time. Man. Okay. Then, well, let me ask you. 
again, I talked to Raheem. We interviewed him on a show uh, some mm-hmm. some months ago, and he mentioned, you know, we heard about this cat named Flash. And other people I interviewed, they mentioned Flash's name as, like when it started popping up. What was did it? Did he lie? Did he lie? Did he tell the truth? Did he tell you that I introduced him to the brothers? No, he didn't. He didn't go into that. He just said that he had heard about this cat named Flash that was doing something different. He said it like that, and that's how he and Mel ended up. Getting, so maybe you can elucidate and illuminate that because I I simply asked him what what because I kept hearing Flash Flash and I know Flash goes way back, but in the very right. beginning, what was it that made Flash different? to where he started rising to, you know, where he, his popularity ascended to where, from what I understand, Hurt could be making Flash. two or 3,000, but Flash would be pulling in 10 or 15 or 20,000, even in the see, early days. Gotta, what was it about you got, Cause see, you got to remember, Flash wasn't a real electricianist. He was real. Mm. That was what he did. So mm. you got to remember, Flash saved all the DJs in the planet, period. He invented the cue. There was no cue on mixers. He invented the cue. He made a cue. So it was different because people didn't see how could you hear the record on time over here with all that loud noise. But it wasn't. He cut it off. You're the first person to pin that down for me. You're the first person. uh, That's why I'm glad I got you on the show, to pin that down. You know what I'm saying? Everybody just thought he was different. He invented the cue. For all, on the Gemini mixer, then Gemini picked him up and he made the cue, and everybody had a Gemini mixer from Bam Bottom <laughs> to Flash. You understand what I'm saying? The only person that right. actually didn't use the Gemini was Mario because he had a fader. At the same time, he found something different. But Flash made the cue, and it was, and he had a little. And if you've seen the box, I, I I I don't know if he still have it today or if it's in the Hall of Fame or from somewhere where mm-hmm. put up. But it was it looked at like a, a radio, like a little you go back to seventy eight with the little transistor radios, you understand what I'm saying? Right. And that, right. And that was his mixer. And it had wow. a little tiny button on the top to when he played one side, he'd click the button and then go to the other turntable. And people would wonder, what the hell is he clicking up there? What is he doing? <laughs> it, it was the cue. So, so he can wow. hear the other side. Okay. And nobody okay. knew what it was but Theodore. Theodore and Mean Gene knew what it was because he was with Flash, and Flash invented it. So when Theodore found <laughs> out how to use it, he became the master. Wow. Oh, my God. It, it, hey, 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 Flash started it off with the DJs with that cue. That cue did it. Once they did that and okay. learned that, it was on. Everybody was scratching and pew, pew, and oh, boy. Right. They knew, wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're the first one to illuminate that part of hip-hop history, and I've talked to OGs like yourself, but you're the first one to really nail down what it was. Uh, it was flash right. an electrician by trade. That's, that's, right. This is by amazing. Trade. That's what hit right. He was that for real, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Wow. We were... We wow. were Weed sellers and homeboys on the corner drinking beers and shit. Flash was doing electricity <laughs> shit for real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was doing that okay. for real and, and, play, and playing music. You know what I'm saying? Because like right, right. now today, you know, I'm, 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 I'm 54. I look very good for my age. I don't do drugs. Okay, you I, do, I, my I, brother. I, I'll give you that. <laughs> but I, I didn't do the drugs. I, I, I smoked in my little marijuana drink champagne. I didn't do the alcohol. Right. I didn't do the, the other stuff. You know what I'm saying? 
Gotcha. And, and, and gotcha. I'm, st- I'm still here a lot now. I didn't knock it for what, what, what we did because back in the days we did all that. But as we grew right, up, right, like, right. we became, you know, people went through right. all. You mean the crack, the coke, the crack came out. And some people, I mean, hey, they, what they said, beam me up, Scotty. Some people went to Mars and didn't know how to come back. And by the time they came back, a whole trade unchanged, a whole atmosphere of rappers all <laughs> coming up. You, you understand what I'm saying? And you want to know right. where your place right. is took. And somebody took your face while you was with Scotty. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and, right. and that's it. So you just got to come back. And, and me, I reinvent myself every two years. I try to stay on top of my game because I know who I am. I know what I did in the culture, and I want to keep that going to when I'm gone. And good. keep that peace, love, unity, and having fun because that's what it was all about. If you can make your money when somebody pick you up, that's fine. Always remember the culture, though. That's all I'm saying. Okay. You know, the bitches, holes, and stuff, that's not what we're about. You know what I'm saying? That's right. not what I represent right. when I say hip-hop. Now, rap is something we do, but hip-hop is something I live. And I've been living that right. in the world. I mean, hip-hoppers and right. hip-hopettes, yes, y'all, we have changed planet Earth. We changed it. A lot of people yes. like, I mean, hey, hey daddy, for like, just like you, you, how long you been doing what you're doing? But you wouldn't have been doing uh, 79, nothing. I've been a DJ since okay. 76, but I started rapping okay. when Rappers Delight came out, 79. Right, so... So, so a lot of people, you got to understand, that got jobs just like you got on the radio, mm. got it from what you was doing and what we was doing right. then. They wasn't thinking about this then. They wasn't thinking. Or they right. were putting on their shirt and tie because they had a proper out there to wear to work. Hip-hop changed that now. You could put on your jeans, put on your Nikes, put on your Jordans, and still go to work and still get the job done. And the boss ain't going to say nothing because he's going to say, word up. <laughs> You yes, understand sir. what I'm saying? When it yes, used sir. to be, that's what you just said. Yes, sir. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. Okay. Now, hey, you feel me, y'all? We're going to take the yeah. today. Lunch is on me. Word up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I got tickets now, for the concert this week. Yeah. Uh-huh. Come on, man. We okay. the planet. Took over the planet without a gun. We ain't shoot nobody. Now, we ain't rob nobody. Okay. Now, there's also a period where hip-hop is not welcome in certain clubs. Uh, Hip hoppers, okay, uh, can you go into, you see, you're one of the few people who are around to see uh, the resistance among certain people who don't have a suit on or a sports jacket and shoes, you can't come in here. Can you tell us a little bit about that period? That's not hip hop. Those are not hip hop. Those are Mm. parties that people give to try to make money using the culture of hip hop. And then when the hip hopper come, you turn them down. So that's not a hip hop uh-huh. event. That's something you using to get a couple of dollars off our culture. And then when somebody come in there, you don't even know who they are, but you just put on your flyer. You having a hip hop thing. That man is hip hop period. So what right. are you paying? So you understand what right. I'm saying? So if you right. don't know, right. then you, you fronting and you playing games, which is, that's fine. Because when you get caught, don't start crying or why and why, because you didn't do it right. And then when somebody approached you with it, right, you still just looked at the dollar sign. Okay. Now, let me ask you. Uh, you know Rocky Bocano started the University yeah. of Hip-Hop Museum. I'm on the board yeah. out here on the West Coast. And right. it's a very popular tale that he was one of the DJs who's kind of parties. A lot of people I've talked to this. ironic that he ended up starting, helping to start the museum because his parties were the type of parties where you had to be dressed. Is this true or not? Right. Right. And, 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 and the reason for that, because... Uh, um, when they seen what we did in the streets that draw the, uh, a, a particular crowd in the streets, 
they use that amongst themselves. Again, the job, mm-hmm. the companies, they invite their right. friends. Instead of coming to my house, I have a little convention center. I have a little center in my building that they can turn out mm-hmm. the lights and add a DJ and have invite uh-huh. friends. And they all okay. own Voltron that way. But they got it from us in the parks because we didn't have mm-hmm. a club or, or, or center. We had schools that we had to use the janitor to, to, to do that. We didn't have a lounge. When we got to the lounges, by the time we did that, it was the Audubon. And when we did the Audubon, the Audubon had been shut down since Malcolm X was slain. Then inside right, of it, when it right, was reopened, right. it was reopened to us hip hop and we turned that mother right on out. <laughs> okay. Now let me ask you also, you wonder if you people I can throw this question out. Uh the word hip hoppers, and I got this from Sally Rock, uh one of the ways uh, the derogatory terms for what you guys are doing in the early seventies, again before records of these hip hoppers was a way to 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 just you know, just describe that type of uh, the the early B-boys and B-girls as hip-hoppers and some whatever else term they use. But then you have the other two schools of thought that say um, uh, uh, cowboy coined the term. But then you have what about the other other star? What? Nope. Nope. Keith Cowboy started that. And then the love of Starsky just help them out Starsky. with it. That's right. My okay. name was the Love Buck Starsky. I was the Busy B Starsky, which I took off the Starsky to I'm just the chief rock of Busy B because I didn't gotcha. want to, we in the beginning of that it was a little misunderstanding and we straightened that out. Right. He was the L O V E the B U G like the B U S Y the B E E. So it sounded the same but it wasn't the same. So that's why so I just So Cowboy Cowboy was the one who actually took that term and made it the popular and and, then, and you know how he did that? There was a guy named Billy that was with us. That was I went to Morris High School at this time, and he was he was getting drafted back in the seventies. We were still getting drafted, young men, right. still getting drafted. So right. he, none of us that happened to none of us named. We in the, we on the corners with the hustlers and all that, <laughs> running around, and ain't none of that happened to us. And all of a sudden, a friend of ours had to go. He got drafted. He was nervous, scared to death, nothing. He didn't know what to do. Uh. And right. it was a and Flash happened to be playing music on Tenton Avenue, and right. um, Billy came. Cowboy was on the microphone, shouting Billy out. Yeah, we what year? What year is this? What year is this? This is seven. This seventy eight. This is seventy eight. Okay, or seventy nine, because seventy nine is when the music came out and everybody started right. calling out stuff hip hop. You understand what okay. I'm saying? And and this is right. where the hip hop came in because Cowboy said. Billy is on his way to the National Guard. in the hip, hop, left, right, left, right, hip, hop, and don't stop. Left, right. Wow. He, he, was, he was portraying the sergeant and the corporals in the, in the marching when they go left, right, hip, hop, hip, right, left, right, hip, hop, and don't stop. And that's all he kept saying. And the next day, fascinating. Everybody, that's where the term is popular. Yo, now you, you was he that, talking about you, William? Was he talking about William Young? You said Billy, but is it William Young? I think his name was William. Yep, but it's called William that. Young. He's on no, Facebook. No, that's Nero's brother. Okay, so that's him. He got drafted. That was, that was the Billy. Got drafted. Okay, 
and that was funny. Wow. He was nervous. That shit was funny. Billy was mad. <laughs> uh, yeah, and Cowboy kept saying, hey, old Billy, left, right, hip, off, hip, off. You know what I'm saying? And, that was that was there. There. and we, we was having fun that night with Billy. Right, about right. that. And all of a sudden, everybody just kept saying, yo, that hip-hop joint was dope last night. Me, yeah, we was in the park, hip, off, left. And every time, Cowboy just kept saying that on the mic to the hip, hop, hip. Hop and don't stop. You know what I'm saying? And you kept saying it, and that's what everybody kept calling it, the hip-hop joint, because that's what it was. You're hearing this You're hearing this from um, my man, Busy B. Starsky. He was there, the term hip-hop, coined by Cowboy, Keith Cowboy Wiggins. Mm-hmm. Uh, rest in peace also to that brother. Uh, in the meantime, you're, laying, you're dropping knowledge bombs, my brother. But we want to get that's on right. back to your career, uh, what that's was happening to record all of a sudden. Uh, I'm just telling them the truth. I'm just telling them the truth. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's why you're here. And we want to get back to your career and tell us now, there were some very famous rap battles that came up. But we're getting into the periods when records were beginning to drop. Uh, How did that change the game? The first contracts came out. Let's say, let's let's go back to King Tim and the Fatback Band, which is generally regarded as the first uh, hip hop records. You may know of some local records. There's always some local records yeah. that never make but, it big but, that people know about. So you may have some knowledge. Fat band. Right, the Fat Bag Band, like you said, you can't say that now. You got to remember mm-hmm. if you if you if you just you just said it yourself, Daddy. Now the Fat Bag Band. Mm-hmm. You, you said now with that album that you talked with Ken, with Timmy Tim, I think King Tim or something like that. King Tim, right? Name? Right. Okay. What year was that? I think that was 79. I think they say it was about four or five months before Sugar Hill dropped. Okay. So, uh, well, then the term of hip-hop was out at that time. But right. that wasn't hip-hop. Uh, out. That was uh, what would you call almost folk to to the mm-hmm. drum bass sound. It, you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And he was, right. he was kicking poetry. So uh-huh. he thought he was kicking poetry. That wasn't rap. Okay. He wasn't considered a rapper because nobody thought, well, nobody knew what a rapper was. It was rapper. Gotcha. Right. All right. Okay. So now, now, okay. now that that now, so that's where the term. So where I say this is where the controversy almost came in into. I broke it down again. There was no solo MCs. You had two okay. MCs. You had three MCs. You had two MCs. You had three MCs. Then the funky okay. four. You had four MCs. There was right. no in solo MC. So gotcha. as I was that, as I was that, I was the only one. Then when the term of hip-hop came out, 78 with Keith Cowboy, I was aboard the ship with Mario as an MC on, uh, with Mario. So okay. the only solo. Where, where was Curtis Blow when all of this was happening? Probably in Sears Robot trying to buy something with his mother. Okay. <laughs> What so you preceded Curtis. You preceded Curtis right. as a solo rapper, basically, on the scene right. in New York. Solo, right. Curtis Blow came out with a record. Now, if he was DJing and MCing like we was, he was doing that probably right. in Harlem. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which, right. okay, after they seen what we was doing, it, it started all over. But it wasn't, they right. wasn't recognized. Only in their community they probably was, but we was known right. in the Bronx all over the Bronx. 
all over. East side to the west and right. We were like the Beatles. If we said we going to Katona Park, they coming to Katona Park. We say we going to Mount <laughs> Mars Park, they coming to Mount Mars Park. You understand what I'm saying? So, right, right. It, 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 we had fans that would travel. We were wherever we say we going, they coming like that. So they they wasn't known for that as far as I'm concerned because we never saw it. We never heard of it. You know what I'm saying? We heard mm-hmm. it low when Christmas joint, and it was damn near October. So you know wow. what the hell we listening to? Some goddamn Christmas rapping, yeah. <laughs> about you know what I'm saying? Hey, we still right, right. 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 You know what I mean? So <laughs> right. That didn't that didn't move us. Curtis didn't move us. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He ain't move us until like after we caught on and the records saw coming. Then Sugar Hill came out and all that. That that was different. Mm-hmm. Everybody started running to the studios or trying to find somebody who did that or trying to run see and then. At the beginning, you got to think now, you know, Sugar Hill, they had, they had the library. Because, again, it was still just a still handful now, still just a handful of us. Exactly. Yeah. It still ain't no big thing now. It's still a handful. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? So it right. was easy to try to find whoever was what, and if you was who you was, which flashing them was who they was, that to uh, the guy Bobby Robinson and Joy, they went to them, let them do that real quick, the Harlem guy trying to hustle, make right. a couple of dollars. But it was cool for flashing them, I guess. Just like if it was me, we were so excited to have something on wax to, to right. find it, you know, like Sugar Hill. We, that, it didn't matter until yeah. when they bumped into Sylvia Robinson that helped them just like Sugar Hill. So when that happened for them, it was open market because, like, wow, okay, yeah, so they is letting us in. Because to us, Sugar Hill, when they came out with Big Bang Ain't One of Mine, they was like some cartoon characters that y'all just put together. And, and use one of our songs, we'd be rocking in the parks and let these guys rap uh, to the other people who uh, heard that, out, you know, syndicated, it blew them right on up because it was never heard. I mean, you had to come to the Bronx in the deep part to see that what we was doing. And that's what we were wow. doing to, you know, okay. come on, if we didn't known that, we'd have then did that, you know, because we did that right after. And as you can see, once we did that, whoever was real and doing that with the still handful of guys, they got popular, Grandmaster Flash. You, you understand what I'm saying? Who right. and them came out with something. Then uh, uh, Curtis Blow right. came out with the brakes. And then, you know, right. it started accumulating then. You know what I mean? It started, good right. started right. coming out with certain rap. And again, it still was a handful. You had Houdini. You had Curtis Blow. Right. You had uh, the Sugar Hill Gang. Then you had Funky Four plus one more. Right. Uh-huh. The Dink was going to see. They was made up. They wasn't okay. hood girls because we what no hood girls was doing that shit with us then. They was on the right, line. right. No, I, I told yeah. you, sir. She told me this. They from South Carolina. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so you right. understand what I'm saying? So, as I you can see, they was from South Carolina. Here it is again. It's all started mm-hmm. on the corners in the Bronx, my brother. This spread it like wildfire. It went places we didn't even exist. No, it existed. Because, <laughs> you know, they wasn't doing that, man. They was, okay. Everybody got an old school tape from us from back then that was listening to Dr. Dre. I was on tour with Dr. Dre in 1988. Wow. Nitro. Wow. With LL Cool J. I've never met NWA. I've never met Too Short. I never heard of these guys in my life. Mm-hmm. When I seen them wow. on the poster, the first thing came out of my mouth is these guys is trash. They got, they, <laughs> what the, who is these guys? Who is this guy? Right, right. Too short. Hey, yo, play. Right. Too short was wow. platinum. 
Two shots, yeah. double platinum, and double they <laughs> platinum. They was I never knew what platinum and gold was. These niggas <laughs> were that already. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. Yo. Yes, sir. And they, but the yes, songs sir. that they were saying, it was I, I couldn't believe people was buying that. People was buying huh. that, man. I didn't it was that different that. from what you used to in New York. It right. was that different. Wow. Right. And I was like, this is it. Yo, we did something amazing, man. And I was happy. See, and me, even today, Disco uh, Daddy, I'm not a millionaire in the game. I'm not, uh, uh, you know, financially secure, rich, wealthy. Mm-hmm. I made a couple of dollars. Sure, I did. But i tell you right. what I am in this culture. I am $2.4 billion, y'all, in respect. And I'll take that you all know day. That. You I'll know take that. that all day. You understand what I'm okay. saying? Okay. Now I might. I got a couple of thousands. I'll make a couple of thousands every now and then. <laughs> but that. But I'm 2.4 billion in respect. Right. And I'll take that over and that dollar all day. You get the highest respect from the hip hop community. Also, I'm gonna right. now. I'm gonna take you into the period of the rap battles. Okay. I'm gonna okay. ask you some questions about that. You're listening to Busy B. Starsky, hip hop icon on Disco Daddy's Wide World of Hip Hop. Okay, so just before the records, there was a period, when did the first rap battles occur? Now, you're involved with, uh, I'm going to let you tell it because I'm, I'm, I'm just, again, while you're on this show, I've read about this stuff, but you were there with Kool Moe D. Right. Now, when did, right. when did battling itself, which is nothing like what the 8 Mile movie, battling right. uh, evolved into what that is in the 8 Mile movie, but in the beginning, Battling was nothing like that. But when was the first battles emerging? Why do you think that, how did you think that happened where someone got the idea to challenge someone on the mic? Cool DJ AJ. He was a genius. AJ AJ helped the Cold Crush Brothers. AJ helped the Treacherous Three. AJ helped. That was Curtis former DJ too, right? Curtis, nope. That's my former DJ who I had a, uh, well, with Sugar Hill, I go back to Sugar Hill. AJ okay. was my partner at this time. We was rocking okay. the world, me and AJ. We had the AJ and Busy B show, and we was rocking. Oh, okay. We got a chance, okay. we got a chance to go make a record now. This is what I'm telling you. Everybody had a chance to make okay. a record. He was the person who found, you know, where we should go to go. So we go to Sylvia Robinson with our idea. Just tell us at this time I got the record. You know I'm in the streets doing the break beats with the funky president. The 79 or 80? Where are we at? Where are we at here? This has, we 79. We 70. No, no. Okay. No, we actually 80. We 80. We 81. Okay. We 81. Gotcha. So um, okay. um, I go to her and she liked the idea. She liked she, you know because everybody say hey busy B is that he does this song and the world go crazy. So she wanted right. to record it. But then at the end of the day, which I didn't know, and I found out through him and then found out that this was a fact, that Miss Robinson didn't actually like AJ for some reason. I don't know what it was. <laughs> but, you know, That's she cool. didn't like him for some reason. I didn't right. know. So, and he picked okay. up on it to where that he said, we can't deal with her, B, because I don't know. You know, and back then I'm still not really, I'm, I'm just happy. We're going to make a record on Sugar Hill. And then he mm. said that she's not going to put me, she's not going to let me do how we got to do it to do it right. And I'm, you know, me again, I'm, we get ready to go in the studio. Yo, Jay, man, let's just get this done. Let's do it. So he backed out mm. because, and I went and did it anyway, which I would, wow. you know, again, I was, I broke the rules. Let's say it like that. 
So I got the songs we had. We had because, like, up in the Bronx with the people of the Fresh Stale, that's my song. That's Busy right. B. Okay. That's me and AJ. When we go to the park, that's our routine. That's how we start our show. The other DJs will play, right. and they turn their system down, and now I get on the mic. You are now listening to cool DJ AJ and Busy B, and I'll start it off. And dance with the people of Fresh Day with one DJ who had to pass the test and mm-hmm. down below and ready to play. That's right, y'all. This nigga thing saying he'll play the funky beat and the crowd will go, but now. Right, right. And, and we uh-huh. started our stuff like that. You know, I had another okay. two weeks to go with the place to be. They were standing in the line, see AJ and me. I pulled up to the curve in my 98 and then I rushed inside so I won't be late. The party was packed where you couldn't even move and now everybody's talking to the busy beat groove and we used to say, y'all, uh-huh. we had turn. Turnout. So he took my right. turnout okay. to Curtis. He was mad at me, let Curtis do Because when I heard the song, he didn't, like, tell me. I had to hear the song. The song was already done. They done been in the studio, did that, uh. and they came out. You know, and I was like, wow. And then, you uh. know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that was yeah. AJ payback to me, like, yeah, B. You know what I said? But we still was cool. Everything was still love. Right. And they made, and even if I ruled the world, me and AJ wrote If I Ruled the World. Wow. Down. And it got popular because he used the, he got the movie deal with Crush Groove. If he didn't sing it in right. the movie, it probably wouldn't be as hit as it was. But it was by, by right. being in the movie, and, and, and it was a story. We wrote I Ruled the World. If you listen to the song. Did you get the credit? Did you get credit for that? And that's what I'm saying. I just got to – AJ always looked out for me. But, again, Curtis okay. had got to him. See, Curtis was a little hot now with the breaks and all that. And me and AJ were right. still trying to find our way. So when Curtis said – I guess AJ went to Curtis and said, me and Biz not doing this, or I could DJ for you, and I got stuff. And then he showed them, I, I'm right. not just coming to the table wanting to be a DJ. I got songs. Uh, you can do this with oh. me. You, you know how to do this. You know how to do this like this, how Biz do. Because, I mean, if you listen to those two songs, that's Busy B. Just Curtis Blow did it. Okay. The AJ wow. song, the AJ Scratch, that's my song. That's, my, that's me and AJ's routine from day one, period. Mm-hmm. You can't, nobody Revelation. can deny that. And, you know, and okay. then the, if I rule the world, we wrote If I Ruled the World because me and AJ used to give the parties. We brought New Edition to Harlem first. Nobody can do that. AJ did that. Me and AJ, cool <laughs> DJ AJ and Busy B had New Edition in Harlem when they was kids, when Bobby, when they were babies, man. When Bobby they Brown and New Edition? Yes. Wow. Yes. And, okay. and we wrote If I Ruled the World off of Candy Girls. Candy girl, I wow. the world. We wow. the Revelation, dropping bombs. You dropping bombs. I rule the world. And that was our song. And AJ let Curtis did it. And they put it in that movie and it blew up. Then everybody You're hearing all of this from Busy B. Starsky, who is everybody there. Our song. That's right. That was my song. Right. Me and AJ did okay. it. And I wasn't that. Again, I didn't ever hate. I always congratulated. That was my dog. That was my friend. God bless the dead today because right. you know he passed away. But at the end of the day, that was my dog. We did that. We always said drink champagne together, laugh. They got they was on the road. They was on the road for a while doing them. And AJ was happy because right. people were signing his name instead of like I said, he was like a rapper. And he was a DJ because he had a song. AJ. Mm-hmm. The girl singing AJ. I remember. Black, black guy like that. They talking about he ugly. He's getting money now. That black ugly guy getting money like Biggie. I'm black, ugly, and rusty. Yeah. <laughs> so hip, it don't matter. Hip-hop speaks for itself. If you got right. the right stuff. We rocking. You could be ugly, black, thin, you know what I'm saying? You got the hit, you got the hit. Look, Big right. Mark. So, Big Mark ain't no so, time up. So, so when did the first battles begin? 
when did that 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 technique of battling another MC emerge and 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 lead us up to your famous okay. battles with Kumo D? Okay, I'll tell you another story. That's just the truth. It was never no battle. Y'all named it a battle. It was an MC convention. We had all the wow. MCs from all over to come to Harlem World for a convention to meet everybody who you talked about or seen. Some actors get on. Some artists would get on stage. Some people would do this, and then the best artists was would this. Win, and this, this was December. Was this December 1981? Yes, and then the first one we did in Celebrity Club. Now, Celebrity Club was in Harlem on 125th Street. It is closed mm-hmm. today, but this is the famous Celebrity Club. We was in there. You know, I have, I have footage. It had Betamax back then, no VHS, none of that. We had right. Betas back then. So, and I had some white folks that was interested in hip-hop who was filming, and they came and filmed at night. So I got real, the best beta film that I can transfer over, which I've done and stuff like that. But it's from 1980. When you got everybody back then, like who we was, you understand what I'm saying? Right. And so and, there was uh, no rap battle. That's been a myth right. that's been built up right. because obviously right. you blew right. up, your name blew up, Kumo D blew up. Right. right. Now so you got to remember now, Kumo D was a member of the Treacherous Three. Okay. The Treacherous Three had body rocking, heartbeat, and uh, feel the heartbeat, body rocking, and it was another song that they had. It was fair, okay. it was good. I believe to themselves that they were making a little money, but Kumo D kept seeing Busy B by himself doing all of this. Wow, it was amazing for to see this one man do what three people and two people can do. I, I guess he's put it to himself that I can do that. So he came right. to the MC convention, which we had in mm-hmm. Harlem World. And, and, uh, mm-hmm. So after everybody usually go on, I end it because we'd be the I'll be the grand finale because I had a good song at this time. I was always a crowd pleaser on the microphone, and it was me and AJ show. So you no, know, everybody got to get on. That was somebody and some you know was on the microphone. And then after I finished and went to party, uh, Randy got on the mic and said, "Well, that was for the con. I mean for the uh, MC convention. And, and if you who you thought was the best performer, then we said, hold on, we got one more act." It's Kumo D. And the Kumo D, he don't solo. He said he's going to do a solo thing this time. Okay, so they let him do it. Nobody knew what he was going to say or how he was going to say mm-hmm. it. And he just got on mm-hmm. the mic and said, well, they all say, and he said it. Y'all know Busy B is the best at that, and Busy B can rock the house, and Busy B can do this and do that. Well, I'm here to say that I can do this better and I can do this. You know, but he needed <laughs> me to say, y'all know, I know Busy B does this and he do this, but now. You know, he always doing this, he always do that. So he just went into his little thing. I had nothing to do with it, didn't know nothing about it. You know, I'm downstairs partying and enjoying myself with my fans and having fun with my friends and stuff. And they come down, I hear the rumbling upstairs and everybody going crazy. And I'm like, what the hell going on? And they come down (laughs) like this, yo, E, yo, Mo, E is going crazy. You know, and I'm like, and yo, I go upstairs, He, he finished what he's doing. But everybody right. was in the frenzy, you know. I didn't get to see. I heard the tape, you know, because we made we record, we were recording our stuff. But I actually didn't right. see him do it, yeah, you know. Right. By the time I got upstairs, he was finished with his stuff. But he had did it, and everybody was in a raw. And when they saw me, like, yo, babe. But, you know, what we did, and for the show, it was over. It, it, it didn't make no sense to go back, like, oh, yeah, and blah, you know. Right. So I listened to the right. tape, and then the next party, I was, okay, you got to come back, player. Don't even try. Nah, you understand? Uh, now okay. it's a battle. 
before when he did that, it was, it was a convention. It was a party. It was right. a regular con- MC convention party, and he did that. Right. It came a battle right. after that because they where was the battle? Where where did the battle take place? In the fever. Where at the fever? In the fever. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And that was what eighty one or eighty two? Mm-hmm. Eighty two. 82. So the 82. first rap battle, actually. Now, now were there cats battling? Had battling become an established part of hip hop by that time? But, but, or was no, you, were you, were you in? Started. It was just then. Nobody else did that because, okay, at this time now, this tape for this battle must have ran for about four years before somebody even thought about doing it to somebody else legally, like, wow. you know what I'm saying? Like the way they did it because everybody was in the raw, like, wow, they listening to right. this so much. That tape went triple, double, triple, four times. That shit went diamond. If you actually, I've heard you it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah that, yeah, that that CD tape went diamond. So, you know, that's when everybody started, okay, yeah, I can rap on him. And then uh, Kool Modi, I mean, not Kool Modi, what was the guy? Um, it was, then Kool Modi went from me to LL Cool J. He kept trying to build up his name. You got to remember that. Right. He wasn't a solo MC. And, and, and to right. do that to Busy B, you know, that, that that okay, that's old school, and and I wasn't considered it wasn't considered old school then, but that's old. You did that, and then he tried it with LL. Then he tried to do it with uh, I think who else? Somebody else he tried. You know, he just kept trying to build his name up, and then I he understand scored, that. He he scored with the with the video Wild Wild West. Mm-hmm. If that okay, is, right. And I tell you how he and I, and I tell you how he scored with that. This Let me first you say before you say that I gotta say this the first. Rap battle, Busy B. Right. Starsky, Cool Mo D. at the right. Disco Fever, 1982. Right. You're hearing that from Disco Daddy's Wide World of Hip Hop. Go ahead. Right, right. And 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 I tell you, then after that, he tried with all of them C's, you know, LLs, uh, and then tried mm-hmm. with Ice T. You know, they shut him down. And then what's the other right. guy named? Uh, was trying to do it. Everybody started trying to do battles with people that was hot. Cause what's the guy? Right. Uh, Cam, not Cameron. Um. Uh, he tried to do it at LL Cool J, and everybody was trying to get names off of other guys that was that was rocking. You know what I mean? Okay. So right. I guess that was right. a phase right. then. And then we did yeah, it. Like, it's like somebody somebody challenged, somebody challenging the, the the fastest gun in the West every time he went right. to another town. Right. Was somebody right. Was, <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. So, so when Quincy Jones, little Quincy, came to me and he said, "B, we want to do this this little series with you. We want to call it Beef." And like you know, cause with the other rappers with the beef, so I said, okay, fine. Was that QD three? You talking about QD three, Quincy Sun? Yep. Okay. QD three. Okay. To me, it's a beef. This would be this would be dope if we can do that, man. Because then you set it off for to be like you the first one that did it, and we'll go on from there. And I said, okay, come on, wow. we go to the original places, Harlem World, which we did. You know what I'm saying? And 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 uh, mm-hmm. he was right, and it was right. That beef video set it off again, and that that's another thing that actually kept me relevant too. See, I, I never turned down like I talked to you. I don't turn down right. stuff as far as for my culture because I want people right. to understand the culture, just like the movie Get Down. Thank you. You know, I, wa- I wasn't mad at the Get Down. I'm happy about it because now the younger generation, when they do see a busy bee, they'll understand, oh, yeah, that's the, you know, they know my era and where I come from and what I was doing and just to see me still doing what I'm doing. I mean, that got a right. lesson within itself right there. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. I- I'm, 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 I'm not bitter. Again, I told you, I don't get bitter. 
I don't get bitter. Well, let me ask you. you. Let me ask you. Let me ask you, though. All around you during this period, people getting recording contracts. Mm -hmm. Um, You, obviously, you were busy, but what, how did you not get pulled into a recording contract situation with your popularity the way it was? Because once I found out how the contracts was working, I didn't want nobody. Okay, so now I sign a contract with you, say it's for three years, four years, right? Mm-hmm. Now you telling me about what I invented. How are you telling me about what I invented to do mm-hmm. for you? You can't do mm-hmm. that. I can do it, but I'll do it at my pace. I can't do it because right. you say there's no way, no way. Now, this is how we go. Okay, I'm in trouble with y'all for four years, and then I'm on my own because I was doing better on my own. You know what I'm right. saying? To where you telling me to right. go here, and he's going to give me 3000 but then he's going to make 30000 off of what I told you to do. So how are you going to No, we can't do that, and I'm not going to do I'm not mm-hmm. mad. Again, I, I didn't get mad. I told him, that, okay, that's fair for y'all. But that's not right. This is my idea. I'm the hip-hop. I'm telling y'all how to do this, and we're making money together, or we're going to have fun together. Because at the end of the day, I thought we was always just having fun. Now, when you say, hey, B, I got a couple of dollars for you, I was happy with that as well. But then when I start hearing the figures that people was getting, I'm like, what? Wow. So when I go wow. to do it, I, I'm now I'm Saxon Page. I'm the oldest. They don't want the old. They want to run DMCs now. Oh, okay. So I'm like, now I'm too old. Now I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. Y'all going to use, you know, see, I'm, I'm the Negro right. League right now. Right. And then they got Major right. League right. When, the, when, they, when they put the run DMCs and they got the Major League because they're now Pepsi. Right. All these commercials want to figure out how they can get in or, or participate to make a couple of dollars off us to sell their product. Right. Right. You, right. You understand what I'm saying? So that's Absolutely. where that's where it all just blew right there. You know, I mean, again, that's, that's why I run the hip hop movement. I, I got a coalition now. It's called the hip hop movement. And they asked why I took so long. I didn't take long. I just wanted y'all to understand. So when I come to see y'all, y'all, y'all made a lot of money a long time. So now I'm asking y'all to donate with the rest of the family and let us keep doing what we're doing because we have a movement okay. now that we can feed the other people. Well, let's 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 talk about that for a minute. We got about five or seven minutes left. Uh, you've had a, a, a hip hop fairy tale life. So the past ten years up until now, what has Busy B. Starsky been doing, and what do you have planned for the future? The projects you just mentioned. Well, why don't you illuminate some of that for us? Okay. Well, in a nutshell, uh, Kumo D did the Bob to the Bob, put it on hold. Well, me and Kid Rock redid the Bob to the Bob in 1998 and it's called the devil without a cause on the on the kid rocks album and it's just hit record they go bob with the bob a dang a dang diggy diggy shake the boogie the jump jump the boogie i know y'all heard it because it made kid rock a household word and that's my album Mm -hmm. which i sold 11 million copies on my plaques you know certified so i so the bob to put on hold i put it on hold for a little while mod and then i bought it back in 98 and they told 11 million copies. Well, how you like me now? <laughs> how you like me now? Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, so sir. I did that with Kid Rock. And um, I'm working with now, I started a coalition called the Hip Hop Movement, which, again, is all about peace, love, unity, and having fun. Uh, uh, we do awareness for the, for the adults. We do uh, uh, adult awareness. We do socialism. We do uh, uh, um, socialism for the, for the neighborhoods and, and uh, communities. We help out with that. Um, I actually want to plug you in 
with my partner in crime in, in that because he does all the political parts in it that, that we, we participate in throughout the country. Feel free. Feel could, free, my brother. Feel free anyway. Yeah, I can bring back all. We're going to bring back all the conventions. we got MC conventions that we got to bring. So okay. all the MCs can meet the other MCs that they talk to on Facebook and see that they don't right. see because they might be overseas. We have a two-day convention. We'll do them in convention centers. We have a DJ convention where it just be all DJs. You can see them from right. France. You can see them from Germany. We have a, and that's why we do them in convention centers because, as you know, they're big enough that we can spread out everything and everybody can do right. a two-day event. You got any, uh, any, we'll tentative dates? any tentative dates on those things? No, no, I'm working on because these are just the ideas that I'm putting together with the hip-hop movement. You say the hip-hop movement okay. is the DJ convention. Then it would be the arts put, where we got put, great put, dancers. Put Disco Daddy down with you because that's why my show is called Disco Daddy's Wide World of Hip-Hop. I'm going to have guests right. on from Egypt, from Vietnam, right. from Uganda, right. talking about the hip-hop right. movements in these countries, okay? But first, right. we're, just, we're laying the foundation with all of you OGs, right. the first generation. Right. So that people understand some of the things, in fact, most of the things you said. And change and the OGs be revelation, change. And, I, and I'm going to change the OGs because I'm going to do the OPs. I'm going to do the old players mm-hmm. because the old players mm-hmm. over-succeed the OGs. The old players taught gotcha. the OGs, you know, what they know. So we the old people, for the old players. You know what I'm saying? I so that's, that. why, that's the move started that lot. You know, we do it like that. And, and, and love, and when I say love is love, you know, everybody uses the word love is love, but I, the way I use the word love is love is because it's unconditional. You know what I mean? When I love something, I love yes, that. Sir. Not just just say I love you, because you could do that to anybody. But love is love is love unconditional. And and so when you okay. say love is love, it comes from the heart, for real, when we talk about the movement. And that's what it's all okay. about at the end of the day. So, you know. Yes, sir. Now, let me ask you one more question. What do you think? See, you're, again, this is beautiful to talk to a man who was there from the beginning. What is right. Busy B. Starsky, think about the state and the growth of hip-hop culture, because I know, and you know, that in the beginning, like you say, we're out there having fun, nobody expected this thing to be nobody. a worldwide nobody. culture. What are your thoughts on no. that, uh, Busy B. Starsky? It's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful to see. Um, I'm, I'm happy about it, because at the end of the day, a lot of us can still feed our families. We can still prosper off it because some people got new ways of getting money into this culture, which is a billion dollar industry now. And, and for those that's getting that feed your families, man, and take care because I mean, we built this for just that, not knowing that this was going to happen. So, you know, right. I, 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 I respect it. I want them to respect it. And that's why I built the movement for those that don't know, they will know and come on into the school of hip hop with us. And we'll teach you. And then you can just keep on doing it because that's what we represent, man. Peace, love, unity, and having fun. That's the bottom And line. where can people find you now on social media, uh, Busy B. Starsky? www.hiphopmovement.org. www.hiphopmovement.org. Okay, you got any Instagram or Facebook presence? Yep, I, oh, I got my Instagram, Busy B, the original BB. Y'all can shout me out on that. You can follow me. I mm-hmm. just did a three-day event in Atlanta, so I'm kind of, that's when I'm a little tired right now, Daddy. I'm usually a little more hyped up and stuff like that. Gotcha. But we, 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 gotcha. just kick, we just kicking real uh, uh, facts and, uh, about the movement and, and hip-hop, so it don't need no hype, you know what I mean? So right that's now, cool. but other than that, I'm on the road. I'm still doing the Art of Rap tour. We got Ice-T. Big Daddy Kane, he, uh, 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 Mob Deep with Prodigy just passed away. So um, 
Ice right, tea is right. on it. So we've been still traveling. I'm still working. Okay. So anybody need a host for a show or something, they get up with you. You call me. We, I'll be out there. And it's worldwide, man. I mean, that's what it is, man. All right. And you know I'm what? Happy to we want to thank you. I'm still happy. <laughs> thank you, my brother. We want to thank you for your contributions to hip-hop. And, I mean, mm-hmm. in a big way. All right, and we hope that a lot of people who didn't know the Busy B. Starsky story, you know it now, and uh, you're going to be archived. Your show is, it runs this Saturday, but it's going to be on the website forever. People can come to my website and click on the Busy B. Starsky interview and get knowledge. And so we want to this thank you for that. End, this, this is how I want to end it for myself, then. I just let everybody know that uh, uh, don't get it twisted. I'm hip-hop, and I've always existed. But through these new physical forms and these new presence and times, I am still Chief Rock of Busy B, y'all, and I want to thank y'all for y'all goddamn time. Peace. <laughs> Busy B Starsky on Disco Daddy's wide world of hip-hop. Thank you, my brother, and blessings to you for the rest of your career. Thank you. Peace.